Welcome to the Taylor and Jen podcast. Mornings with Taylor and Jen. Can you imagine being locked in a storage unit with your favorite snack for a year? I'd have Oreos all the way up to my chin and I have to eat my way out of them. Maybe you've already done it this morning. You probably didn't even think about how you were doing it this morning. But yesterday, it was a source of severe consternation among six people who really usually get along very well. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about my coworkers here at Life 107.1. And it all started with Sarah. Yeah. Sarah just walks into my office. She's like, question for you, Taylor. And I was like, oh, good. I'm ready to bestow some wisdom. She goes, do you press your teeth with hot water or cold water? What? I was like, is what? that even a question? <laughs> Cold water. Cold water. I'm not pouring hot water on my teeth. I mean, my response was, who waits for the water to get hot? And yeah, and that's Sarah was like, see, that's what I'm saying. Nobody brushes their teeth with hot water. I mean, I, I would think not. But then... Luann just comes <laughs> parading out of her office there and she's like... I use hot water. Oh yeah, I use hot water. And I'm like, why? And she, she said something about killing germs or something like that. I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't, germs, whatever. <laughs> we don't deal with those right now. I mean, you're putting toothpaste in your yeah, mouth. That kills that'll germs, That'll kill the right? germs. And then Sarah said something that I think all of us, our little brains just kind of went, <sighs> She said, yeah, well, sometimes my mom brushes her teeth in the shower. Which would be hot water. <laughs> and I'm and like, that's- I didn't realize there was a wrong way to brush your teeth, but we found them. I didn't realize there was a different way to yeah. brush your teeth. I thought everybody's hygienist across the board in the United States of America and beyond all taught us how to brush our teeth the exact same way. And it would include turning on the faucet and wetting your toothbrush with cold water. Yeah. Somewhere a parent went rogue <laughs> and there are generations of hot toothpaste water brusher people. Who uses hot water to brush their teeth? Do you use hot water to brush your teeth? I'm cold water all the way, but there's so much variety and I just don't get it. I thought there was only one way you brushed your teeth. What's the one way? You wet the toothbrush with cold water. Mm-hmm. You put the toothpaste on your brush and then you brush and then you rinse with cold water. You rinse. Oh, you're a rinser. Yeah. Me too, but you know Taylor does not rinse I after rinse. he brushes his teeth. You don't rinse? I know! I, I, I spit it out, and then I get a towel, and I dab at the corners of my mouth, and then if it's evening times, I rinse with Listerine. Okay, you're weird. I know! <laughs> I'm with you, Bryce. I'm a rinser too. That's what my hygienist taught me. My mom told me if the tooth fairy ever caught me brushing the wrong way, she would never leave money for me if I lost a tooth. Oh, my. <laughs> I mean, I guess that makes sense. It's like voiding your warranty. (laughs) Yeah. Seriously, you do this every day. And you probably don't think about it. And you were probably happy with the fact that you didn't think about it while you were doing it. But now we're going to make you think about it. You're going to be self-conscious. We had to do this because yesterday we got into a discussion. It was heated. (laughs) We were all standing in the common area and voices were raised. (laughs) Some of us use hot water to brush our teeth. What? And others of us are like, what? Just the thought of heating up the water or standing that long to heat up the water. I don't get it. I I always brush my teeth with cold water. What about you, Paul? I brush my teeth with the cold water and then I get in the shower after that. Rinse everything off in the shower. You rinse your teeth off in the shower? Sure, why not? It's like 
what's that called? When you take the water pick and do it, except it's a shower. Oh, oh. you got better water pressure oh. than so I do. Seriously, then you stand there with your teeth up against the water, like like this, like. Oh, depending on how much time I have, maybe on Saturday and Sunday, Monday to Friday, probably not. <laughs> I've never thought about flossing with a shower head, but here we are. Yeah, it works pretty good. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for sharing, Paul. You're welcome. First of all, kudos to you for doing it every day. Yeah. Yep. Brushing your teeth. There are so many ways to do it. So many ways to do it. And in specific, yesterday we were discussing here at the Life 107.1 offices whether you use cold water or hot water to brush your teeth. What about you, DJ? Mine's kind of a backstory to it because I used to brush my teeth right after shaving. And so my water was already kind of always lukewarm. Okay. But now, I mean, I don't shave as often, but I still like the lukewarm waters. And I think you cold people, it's like eating ice cream. Don't your teeth like, isn't it cold? See, that's my concern with the hot water. It's like sucking soup through your teeth. (laughs) But soup is good. (laughs) So is ice cream. Well, I guess that's true, but... The whole cold chill thing kind of worries me. You've heard it said, it builds character. Ah, yes. Life's challenges build character. (laughs) Well, if you ask me, and probably you, and I know Taylor, sharing a room or a living space with somebody is definitely something that builds character. We'd love to hear how your character was built (laughs) in those roommate adventures. My freshman year of college, I had to share a room. And it was just a tiny dorm room. We had many adventures. But I come back from visiting my family one weekend, and it was over April Fool's Day. And she had turned every single item in that room that she could possibly move that belonged to me upside down. Everything. (laughs) My chair, everything in the fridge that was mine. Oh, my goodness. Everything I had taped to the wall, everything. (laughs) If it was not too heavy and not bolted down, it was upside down. That's amazing. What what did you think about that? You know, I was kind of impressed. Um, I secretly got my revenge, though, because what she never figured out was I found the one place in the little mini fridge we could afford that didn't freeze or keep your food warm. It was like the perfect temperature. It was only one spot. I never told her. (laughs) So, not sure why your yogurt's frozen. Mine is good. Have you ever noticed that when adults say something like, everybody should have to do this, it's because they did it and it... Taught them character, you know. Oh, you're kind of right about that, aren't you? Sharing a room. There are adventures that you remember. Kelly, you had uh, some adventures sharing the room with your sister? We would rearrange our room and we would split it down the middle, which it wasn't very big. I mean, she would either get tape or some type of dividing line that would say, this is my half and that's yours. And then she got a bigger half because she was four years older. (laughs) And, you know, I mean, I was little, so I was like, okay, that's not a big deal. But the problem was that I could not get to my half from the door without jumping. (laughs) You had to jump over it? I had to jump to my half. And you did it? And I, yeah. Because I was like, I mean, that's the rule. I'm a total rule follower. However, I was a pretty flexible roommate by the time I was an adult because I was tortured by my sister. Oh, Kelly. So you have a space, and there's one person, and everything's fine, and then you put another person in it, and it becomes a shared room, and all sorts of fun things happen when you have shared rooms. Jesse, have you had an adventure in your shared room? (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> so a few years ago, I moved into an apartment with a friend in Texas, and we didn't know each other. We just had a mutual friend. He loved fried food. He had a fryer set up in this little apartment. Oh. And it made everything in the house smell <laughs> like fried grease. And be greasy. Ew. That's actually not a bad thing. I mean, at first you would think, this is great. I want to smell like the Lord's chicken. Yeah. But <laughs> it turns out it's not the best thing in the world. And when your girlfriend won't come over because, well, everything smells like Kentucky Fried Chicken. How long were you guys roommates? Uh, We were roommates for about a year. That's about it. Yeah, that's the grease tolerance is a year. (laughs) Grease tolerance. You just never know what you're going to get. I mean... It's one thing when you share a room with a sibling. Yeah. You know your sibling. You grew up with them. You know all that. You know, you got those situations where you end up having to share a room with somebody you don't really know. And if you have a story of an adventure you had with that shared room, shared space, we want to know. So we went to like uh, these little cabins back in the days, like in the 80s, and there was no air conditioning in there. But every day around the afternoon, we would make a cold cup of lemonade, you know? Sure. Mm-hmm. And my roommate was like, I'm going to make the lemonade, okay? I said, okay, you make the lemonade, right? So I'm, I'm running around. I come in, you know, 10 or 15 minutes later. I'm getting ready to have this cup of lemonade. And I look over, and he's dipping the cup into the toilet. What? And what are you doing? He says, it's got the coldest water. <laughs> oh, no. That's the way I've been making the Kool-Aid for the last few days. No! Oh, my goodness. Oh my Why? What did, you, what did you do? What did you do? I had to tell on him. He had to get in trouble for that. You don't dip toilet water. Oh, man. Uh, How old were you? Well, we were a, a teenagers. Oh, okay. Never mind. That makes sense. <laughs> I'm tracking now. Hope you're feeling as good as I am right now. Oh, boy. Hope you're feeling as, as vindicated. What? As I am right you now. You were wrong. Listen, I, I was in this very room earlier mm. this week, mm. just uplifting Des Moines in central Iowa. <laughs> like, like you like do. Like I do. And all of a sudden, Jen looks at me and she goes, what's that word you said? <laughs> what's, what's that word? Could you repeat that word for me? It's because you said it wrong. And you said that we're supposed to let each other know when we do things that are wrong. Exactly. But you shouldn't let me know I'm doing something wrong when I'm doing it right. Oh, what? No. I said coupon. It's not the word. You you think it's coupon? There's no why. Listen, I'm on dictionary.com right now. Oh, yes. The venerable institution of dictionary.com. It has developed. This is on dictionary.com. It says it has developed an American pronunciation variant coupon with an unhistorical Y sound not justified by the spelling. The pronunciation (laughs) is used by educated speakers. I'm an educated speaker. And is well established as perfectly standard, although it is sometimes criticized. Okay. So what was the part about it being wrong? It was wrong. It's wrong. It was it's de- it's unhistorical, not wrong. And it's developed into that because it was eventually accepted even though it was wrong. Jen, there's no why in curious. <laughs> it's right, there isn't. <laughs> but there's a you in it. Yeah! <laughs>
Okay, I know you didn't wake up this morning and think, oh, yay, English lessons with Taylor and Jen, but that's exactly what we're doing right now because Taylor's wrong. I don't, dictionary.com says I'm, I'm in the clear. Yes. Well, let's go to Merriam-Webster Dictionary and mm-hmm. talk about which of the pronunciations of C-O-U-P-O-N is listed first. Coupon. It's a coupon. Okay. Well, Darlene, do you say coupon correctly? I say coupon. No, coupon. Then you don't. You coupon. don't say it properly. It's just like in Iowa, a lot of people say the word aunt, meaning their father, sister, or whatever. Oh, yeah. It's aunt. Aunt. Yeah. Oh, aunt. You yeah, say you're aunt? Not, you're not going to get Midwesterners <laughs> to say aunt. That's not happening. Hey, I was born in Texas, went to college in Arkansas, and I live in Iowa. I say aunt. Aunt! <laughs> but Taylor, if you're going to compromise one word and substitute another, like Jen was saying earlier. Yeah, Taylor! From now on, it's pronounced aunt, and it's <laughs> two syllables. <laughs> Aunt. Well, I would have to say no, but Taylor's half right. Okay, I'll take that. It's better than being half wrong. I love it. There are warring factions here in the mm-hmm. studio. Some very, very high tensions. Yeah, so you may be sensing those. So tense. How do you say C O U P O N? Oh, you mean coupon? I mean coupon. What do you think, Liz? I'm actually with Taylor on this one. I say coupon, too. I yeah. thought we were friends. <laughs> but, well, we are, but maybe we were taught different because we're younger. I don't know. <laughs> Again, I thought I'm we gonna, were friends. I, <laughs> <laughs> maybe you were taught the proper way to say it, Jen. <laughs> oh, good okay. save. I was going to have to leave the room. It was about to be an unsafe work environment. <laughs> I agree with Taylor because you're old, Jen. (laughs) Fact is, some words we don't even know how to pronounce them because there's really no rules. You got one that's been messing with you? When I was growing up, I couldn't understand why you would pronounce L-A-W-Y-E-R as a lawyer and not a lawyer. Right. It's one who practices the lawyer. (laughs) You got it, Taylor. (laughs) My eyes flew wide open. Uh Uh-oh. And I thought, what was that? What is that? That is a noise I don't recognize. I live in an old house. It makes lots of noises. But I've learned the house noises. And when everything is fine, I don't even hear them anymore. Right? The normal ones. They're just the soundtrack of your life. But this one was new. So I had to get out of bed. And Bagel the Beagle got out of bed with me. And we're both kind of traipsing through the house. Where is that? Where is that? It takes me through the kitchen, not here. Go down the stairs, not there. Oh, boy. Go into the basement, go into the laundry room, and I find it. It's in the ceiling. There is a noise in the ceiling. Okay. And I'm standing there looking up at the ceiling thinking, what is around here? Why is there this noise in the ceiling? And, you know, I look at Bagel, and he can't help me. And and I'm, (laughs) I'm like, well, I'm not waking anybody up. So I headed back upstairs. Okay. And then I walked by the bathroom. And then I looked at the bathroom sink. And then I realized that right before I had gone to bed, I had left the sink on a little bit so that the cat could drink out of it because he drives me crazy because he wants to drink out of the sink all the time. Mm-hmm. And what I was hearing was the water pipes in the basement as they dealt with the <laughs> dripping water in my upstairs bathroom. Oh, now I can go back to bed. What is it about night 
that mm. just makes it scarier. I yeah, mean, the exact same thing could happen in broad daylight, and you'd be like, whatever. Exactly my point. But when you hear those bumps in the night, well, they make for great stories, and we want to hear them. I was a single mom, and I sent the girls to bed. And a couple hours later, I also went to bed and winding down my day, and I hear something, and I look over towards my closet, and the door slowly starts opening. No! Oh, no, boy. No, okay, no. And, no, I need and a pillow. I can't move. I can't breathe. No. And it stops, and then I hear something again, and I'm like, there's someone in the closet. Oh, Ann! Oh, no! And so probably 15 minutes of hearing this and watching <laughs> that door open just a little bit more and a little bit more. So I finally got brave enough. God gave me the strength to get out of bed and to turn on my light. And my middle daughter had not gone to bed. She instead decided to sleep in my closet. <laughs> and her knee was opening and closing. <laughs> so she was asleep the whole time. Oh, she was sound asleep. What did you do to that daughter? <laughs> I actually gently put her in bed and didn't talk to her till the next morning. <laughs> I was just so grateful that it was just my daughter in the closet. <laughs> you are just about to fall asleep. Mm, I love that. And then... The bump. No, that, no, I don't want to be woken up. In the (laughs) night. And it's terrifying. Have you ever had a bump in the night? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Just, uh, it was actually just a few weeks ago, as as it happens, starting to fall asleep, drifting off into dreamland. Oh, I love that. And then I just hear the sound. It's like a tick, 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 No, no, don't. And it just keeps on going. It's just tick, 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 tick. And I'm like, what? What was that again? It's tick, 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 tick. I just want to make sure I got that right. Are you going to record that for your ringtone? Yeah. <laughs> sure, Taylor. And at first it sounded like it was coming from inside our closet. And so I'm, you know, I'm picturing ticking in your closet. This little little gremlin in there just going dick 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 dick. <laughs> Open up the door. No gremlins, fortunately. Okay. So I go out into the hallway and the room on the other side of our bedroom that we share a wall with is the bathroom. Okay. The door's closed in the bathroom. And we still have the noise? The noise is still going. <laughs> I mean, just non-stop. It's really annoying. And I open the door, and the tick, 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 tick gets a little bit louder. And I look, and our little black cat is drinking out of the bathtub faucet. <laughs> and he's making that noise because there's the little dangly thing that you pull down oh. to make it come out of the shower, and so it's kind of loose. And he's sitting there. He's like a little hamster. He's licking it, and his he's cross-eyed looking up at the bathtub faucet, just. Tick, And then he saw I opened the door and he left and drank out of a real water bowl. Sleep is a precious, precious thing. So, bumps in the night, not welcome when they happen. But we sure love the stories. I was at Wildwood Hills sleeping and a girl who knows who she is was TPing me while I was asleep. (gasps) And I woke up and I caught her in the act. Did she really think you were going to sleep through that? She had the look on her face like she didn't think she was going to get caught. (laughs) So what did you do? I said, hey, that's pretty. You might as well make it look good. (laughs) Oh, Brenda, of course you did. Well played. Dr. Heidi, never has a year held so much trepidation and hope (laughs) as 2021. How are we going to handle that healthily 
I think we need to think about that. All the memes, they're great. They're funny, but it's not realistic, right? Like we don't know if 2021 is like the great, nice older sister of 2020 or like the, the wicked older sister. Like we don't know. We don't know what's coming. And I'm so, hoping they're estranged cousins right, is exactly, what I'm hoping. Exactly. Like we don't know, right? Or BFF. We hope they're not BFF, yeah, no. right? So we have to think it through and we have to set those realistic expectations. False expectations set us up for deeper falls. And so stepping back and saying, okay, the truth is, Nothing is magically different except for that page on the calendar. Mm-hmm. So how do we go forward? We don't know what the next year holds. Will it hold good things? Probably. Will it hold hard things? Probably. Yep. It is life. And the thing is, we don't know. If we put our hopes on either this year will be so much better or we go into it with that anticipation, oh, it's going to be so awful again, we're robbing ourselves of the joy of the moment and we're, we're projecting ourselves into a future that God isn't in yet because we're not in that present moment yet, Mm -hmm. right? So worry takes us into a feared future, but without God's presence to help us because God is with us in this moment. Takes me back to something that somebody said that God prepares us with five senses that we can utilize right now. Yeah, And anything that we can't utilize our senses on right now, he's not prepared us for. This is the moment right now. I can taste, see, smell, hear, sense this moment. So this is the moment that I can handle. And when we get to the next moment, God will be in that one too. Yes. Right. And his grace will be sufficient. And so as we think about this next year, and as we talk to ourselves about it, it's important that we have that realistic true statement that whatever God brings, he will be with me in it. Whatever God asks of me, he will provide himself for me to walk that path and trusting that that is enough. If you've gone flying, I've got a feeling your favorite part of the experience is not going through the TSA screening. No, no. I mean, like, I get it. They're trying to keep us safe, but it's not a particularly enjoyable experience. I kept getting sent back the last time I went through. You're not doing it right. Go back. Well, you know who really didn't like the TSA screening? Muji. Who's Muji? Muji is a six-year-old black and white cat. Oh. A cat had to go through TSA. Muji's owner was taking him through the the TSA screening so she could move. She was moving from New York City to California. And so she was going to take Muji on the flight with her. She had the carrier and everything. That's quite a flight. She had to take Muji out of the carrier so that everything could be scanned properly. What? No. No, you can't take a cat out of a carrier in an airport. That's what Muji's owner said. But they said, no, this is the rules. This is what you got to do. No way. Muji. She gets a little spooked. Of course it does. And Muji takes off. Oh, no. You got a, a cat loose here? in the airport, oh, sprinting around. No, oh, no, oh, no. It's my worst nightmare. So no, now no, you've no. got airport security oh. chasing after a cat. Which, oh, that makes the cats more scared. I know. They're running back and forth. <laughs> the cat ends up getting into a mechanical closet and disappearing into the ceiling of the airport. Now, Muji's owner is, like, about to miss her flight. She can't think of what to do. And she says, hey, like, just do with that what you do with the luggage when you lose it and send send him to me when you find him because I got to get on this flight. And she leaves. What? I know. So Muji's chilling in the airport ceiling. Her owner is flying from New York to California. Oh, my goodness. This story, I can't handle it. But Muji's story got around. There is a, like 
pet lost at airport advocacy group, apparently. Of course there is. And they brought in a golden retriever named Abby. Of course they did! They brought a golden retriever who found Muji oh. in the ceiling. Muji has been reunited with his owner oh, after goodness. 11 days oh. in the airport ceiling. You just about did me in with that story over there. It's so sad when your mm. pet goes missing, isn't it, it? It really is, because you, you're thinking about, like, are they scared yeah. somewhere? Are they, you know, it's just it's it's sad. Just, yeah. And then they show up in the weirdest places. Back when I was in high school, we had a German Shepherd mix, about 70 pounds, that one day went missing. Mm. And about three days later, he showed up out at the high school, which was almost three miles away. Oh, my goodness. My sister was in her lunch period when he showed up. <laughs> and he showed up in the cafeteria out there at Valley what? High School. Everybody starts talking about this dog, and she looks over and goes, that's my dog. The dog just walked into the cafeteria? Well, so obviously somebody let him in the building so for some reason, or he stuck <laughs> in when somebody opened the door, and... The main entrance was right there by the cafeteria at that time. Yeah. So he just took a left and walked in there and wow. everybody's talking about this dog. And my sister's like, that's my dog. I mean, so, if I'm a dog, going to a place where teenagers are eating lunch is probably a really good idea. So she called my mom and, Mom, come to school. Rusty's out here. You got to come get him. <laughs> and so mom had to come to school and get the dog and take him home. <laughs> Hey, Sarah, do you have a pet lost and found story? I got a job working for a pest control company. And when I got hired, it was because the girl that had had my position had gotten fired and she had kind of gone on a rampage because they forgot to take her key away from her. Oh. And one of the managers had a pet snake. And when they came in the next morning and they saw the damage she had done, they had also noticed that one of his snakes was missing. And they just assumed that she took it. A year later, they were cleaning out a storage room that had all these old, the the little things that stick in the ground for termites. Oh, yeah. And they had had a whole stockpile of them sitting there dirty in the storage unit. Well, they decided to clean it. And there, curled up inside of all those bait traps, was a really fat and happy snake that had been feasting on termites for over a year. Can you imagine being locked in a storage unit with your favorite snack for a year? That's what you took out of that story? I I, I mean, I'm kind of jealous of the snake. That's what you came away with. Jen. Not the fact that our friend Sarah had to go to work every night and close up shop, and, and she didn't realize that a giant snake was in there with her. Jen, you could have gone through all of 2020, or you could have spent 2020 in a locked storage cabinet with Oreos. Cheez-Its. Cheez-Its for you. <laughs> I'd have Oreos all the way up to my chin, and I have to eat my way out of them. Then Taylor would be fat I'd, I'd be very fat and happy. <laughs> this has been the Taylor and Jen Podcast. You can hear more from Taylor and Jen weekday mornings online at life1071.com or on the Life 107.1 app.